Welcome to another edition of Making Money. Ron Hebert, the financial coach, retired portfolio manager, stands by. I'm Gord Whitehead, retired broadcaster. Ron, we, we often ask our listeners to send us questions or show suggestions. And this episode of Making Money is based on one of those. Somebody wanted to know, uh, a recent email asked the following, I was wondering if you might consider talking about chat GPT and the growth in artificial intelligence, especially answering the following, what is it? How are AI chips different than normal chips being manufactured? What are the implications for the economy? And how do we respond as investors? It's a big topic, and you and I were just chatting here before we got started. Um, There's a frightening landscape out there to me right now with this stuff because it's growing so quickly, and I'm not sure anybody has their hands on the reins. (laughs) No, and I mean, you get scientists, uh, one that, had developed artificial intelligence through Google. And, of course, when he worked with Google, Google has a lot of defense contracts, which I don't think a lot of people realize. And this guy probably has as much or more information on cutting-edge AI as anyone alive. And when he was working for Google, he said, obviously, he couldn't say anything, so that's why he quit. And he's devoted the rest of his life Uh, to becoming an activist, to just talk about artificial intelligence, because it has some very good things, but it has some scary things. Like, when you get 10,000 computers hooked together, if one computer learns something, they all know it. Right away, instantly. Whereas, if you learn something, Gord, you teach me and I talk to someone else, and things spread a lot slower. That's why when AI really gets going, as it's just starting to, the momentum grows so quickly because all these machines become instantly literate and everything that any one of them has ever learned. And it's scary to think about how fast this uh, technology could grow. And we're going to talk about uh, the, the risk to us a little later in the show. But, you know, there are some... Uh, big risk. And of course, the buzz right now, as you say, is uh, chat GBT or GPT. And the site literally uh, has allowed university students to let they they tell chat GBT or the artificial intelligence what they want to do a research paper on. And this thing is cranking out very sophisticated term papers for them. And the work is so good that often a teacher has a very, very difficult time uh, telling it apart, whether it was them, the student that did it, or the machine. In fact, they've got machines now that teachers are using to analyze the, the, the student's style and then compare it to what they're writing. And if the comparison isn't the same, uh, the AI that the teacher's using to examine the papers uh, can still sniff out whether it was the student who did it or they got the machine to do it. So they're getting AI to analyze AI. So it is getting scary, but it's certainly created a lot of investment buzz and subsequent uh, huge investor interest. So I guess we should start with, for those who, who don't pay much attention or are you know neophyte investors or, or just aren't keeping up with technology, first of all, I guess we should, what is artificial intelligence? It, it, it all stems from computing, right, and computing power. Yes, and certainly artificial intelligence, uh, according to the definition, occurs when machines are given certain constructs 
that allow them to start thinking for themselves. And of course, you can build constructs that allow computers to think in a certain direction and you can block it in others. But, you know, you have to ask yourself the question, um, maybe somebody's developing an ethical AI program, but what about if you teach these machines how to lie, which they've already done? And once you've got a machine that starts thinking for itself and you teach it how to lie, I mean, how far can this go? So chat GPT is just the latest evidence of huge strides that they've been making. And uh, I recommend going online. And if you don't have an account with chat GPT, uh, get an account, ask it some questions. It's free. I think you're going to absolutely be amazed at how sophisticated AI has become. I watched a show just recently with a couple of experts talking about this very topic, Ron, and there's a lot of, I, I found some of it quite fascinating. They said, for instance, let's say you, you want to cook dinner and you're going to prepare chicken and you say, I need a chicken recipe. Pow, like 40 chicken recipes come up in almost no time at all because my understanding of this is when it was created, the machines were turned loose and they said, learn everything that's on the internet, everything. And from that, they gather this knowledge that they spit out and dispense to you. Well, that I thought, well, that's pretty interesting. But then there's the dark side of it, too, because as you and I both know, there's a lot of stuff on the Internet that's just plain, pardon my language, BS, right? It's, it's just not true. It's disinformation. Yeah, and, and so is a machine going to be smart enough uh, to, to decipher that? Yeah. You to decipher the, the, the true from the non-true? Well, uh, certainly that remains to be seen. So now, you know, we a lot of us have computers in our homes. A lot of us carry computers in our pockets with our cell phones. So is it is it the chip technology that drives this? Is it different from what we know as traditional microchips? Well, obviously, the more... The more processing power you've got, the more sophisticated you can make your software programs. And so the key to building smarter computers that you can put more applications on is to increase their memory and give them larger capabilities. And the new supercomputers that they're developing are nearly 500 times, have nearly 500 times the memory, and NVIDIA is on the cutting edge of this, of uh, NVIDIA's... Uh, earlier systems and you know they've got 144 terabytes which is one terabyte is a trillion bytes of information now that they can of storage they have and this will allow developers to take ai chatbots language models uh, algorithms fraud detections data analysis to a whole new level and these chips uh, nvidia's new chip takes a cpu which is a central processing unit, which is the brain of the computer, and merges it with on, on one chip with a graphics processing unit, which is NVIDIA's strong point, which is the GPU. And so that, and that, that gives it not only the brains, but it also gives it graphics, the video uh, gaming, and also uh, the ability to do much faster AI calculations. And so this new super chip is why everybody's been looking at AI or NVIDIA as being on the cutting edge of developing new chips for, for AI development. So, you know, these are just way bigger and way faster than anything we've ever seen before. 
hard to get your head around that one. You just you, you sit and just try to think about that very topic, uh, about how much information that is. Like 144 trillion pieces of information. That, yeah, <laughs> amazing. Can't go there. <laughs> no, and my it, it 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 shrivels my puny brain. That's for sure. So now. The, the obvious question here in relation to this show that we do is what what are the ramifications or and or possibilities for the economy moving forward? I, I think a lot of people are worried about AI creating an awful lot of unemployment. And certainly that's a risk. And a recent paper I read contends that about 10% of tasks uh, can already be done by AI. And there's another 80% of the U.S. workforce that... AI is now capable of taking certain of their jobs. And where in the past we saw, you know, robotics would take over the bottom skill set of the workforce and be able to replace their jobs. Now you've got things like law, education, accounting, information and technology, management consulting, and a lot of that is going to be affected. And these are uh, jobs that historically uh, had graduate and postgraduate degrees, and so they're highly skilled jobs. So this is going to be the first time we've seen where a technology is capable of putting the highly edu- educated out of work and not just those with low skill sets. So there is a sea change here in how AI is going to affect the market. It's not just the, the people that have uh, high school dropouts and don't have a great skill set. It's all the way up the curve. And I suppose, you know, to be on the on the ultimate edge of darkness, this sort of has echoes of the Terminator about it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, Terminator and Matrix movies where all of a sudden AI, as in the Terminator, they say AI became aware and uh, it decided that it wanted to be the boss and not leave us with that capability. Yeah. 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 And so because, as we talked about, computers are capable of learning so much faster than we can. Are we letting a, you know, are we letting a genie out of the bottle that can come back to bite us? I mean, that that is the raging question now about, you know, before we get too far down this road, uh, we need to sit down and have some sober thought about how we do this and the ramifications on us if we if it, if it doesn't turn out the way we think. I suppose, Ron, I mean, for instance, and this has been going on for some time now, robotic surgery in the healthcare profession, for instance. A lot of the really fine surgery that's done is, is often done by machines now because they, they, you can set the limitations of what they will do, whereas the human hand... There's some margin for error there. So uh, there is a plus side to this, though, isn't there? Well, and and there again, uh, typically you get rising standards of living when you get rising levels of efficiency. In other words, you produce more for every hour of labor input that goes in. And historically, technological innovations have increased productivity and that's led to real rising wages for, for workers. So uh, some people say that this AI revolution is no different than, than previous technology revolutions. And then there's others that are saying it's way different. So 
Uh, I think we're just going to have to wait and see how this plays out. So as an investor, what's, what's our strategy here? Well, I think, first of all, you want to be aware of the Wall Street hype machine. When I was in the industry, before I retired, Gord, there was an old saying, the ducks quack, feed them. And so the ducks are quacking right now. So Wall Street comes out with all kinds of, of uh, products that they say are tied to AI. And, of course, investors are just diving into this stuff, whether it has any real prospects or it doesn't. And all you have to do is look back over the past decade. Silicon Valley has financed and promoted cryptocurrency, non-fungible tokens, virtual reality, extended reality, the metaverse, and you know even apps that track the weight of your dog. And most have been total disasters for investors. They've been complete hype. And of course, you know, based on recent analytics, and this is a research paper that was done between 1974 and 2020. Uh, marketing people realize that if you throw AI into what a company does, uh, it'll have a, a, a short bump on the, the company's stock performance. But these returns usually fade after five to seven months. And short-term popularity does not really drive long-term profitability. So, you know, everybody somehow is involved with AI these days. And it's given the, the market a bit of a bump. But there are real players in this sector, which we're going to be talking about in a few minutes. And there are, are lots, which, which, frankly, they're not. And you have to be able to differentiate between the two. Anybody using this technology to pick stocks? <laughs> Surprisingly, there is um, an exchange-traded fund called the AIEQ. And it uh, was launched in 2017. And it's up... Over the last, well, six years, it's up 16%. And this is compared with the S&P 500's gain of 63.9. So It's got a little um, ways to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This, you know, people have to realize that, that things, are, things are changing quickly, but there's a lot of areas where there's still a huge amount of work to be done before these things are ready for prime time. And AI still makes really stupid mistakes. A couple of weeks ago, someone asked ChatGPT, uh, what weighs more, a pound of feathers or five pounds of lead? And of course, I think with the logic it was using, because feathers have way more volume, it has to weigh more. Well, the ChatGPT uh, said they weighed the same. So errors like this <laughs> still mean that AI still has uh, quite a ways to go before it's ready for prime time. Okay, so we've, we've sort of set the scenario here in the landscape of where we stand right now, but if you are somebody that wants to get invested in this sector, uh, where, do you, where do you suggest starting? Well, there's a number of companies that are sort of on the cutting edge of this, and we're going to talk about four of them today. There's more, but we're talking about some of the bigger names. The first one is NVIDIA, NVDA. Uh, they are... An American company that makes probably the most advanced chips uh, used in AI computers. They're trading at 220 times this year's earnings. Uh, if you're a yield investor, it's not going to be very attractive for you. They paint uh, an annual yield of 0.04%, but they've had an incredible five-year stock price increase of 576% cumulatively. 
So uh, this stock has virtually been a rocket, especially in the last couple months. Microsoft has to be playing in these waters, don't they? Yeah, they're uh, big in software, cloud computing, and gaming, and they're also the largest investor in open AI, which is on the very cutting edge of AI development, and they're planning on teaming up with OpenAI to develop a whole host of products, and especially linking them to their Bing search engine, and that's why Google is frantically trying to get um, their their search engine uh, upgraded because you'll be able to sit there and literally talk to the search engine. It'll be able to come up with amazing answers for you using these supercomputers in the background. So uh, Microsoft MSFT, uh, PE36, it's got a yield of 0.8% and has had very, very uh, acceptable returns. Five-year stock price increase of 214%. So uh, these guys are literally have shot the lights out. Well, then you mentioned Google. If they're trying to upgrade Google, the search engine, the parent company's Alphabet, are, do we take a look at them too? Yeah, their five-year stock price increase is 93%. Still very, very great performance. PE's 26. They have no yield. And Google has been working on AI for for not only the government, but they use it for search. Uh, they've got a very sophisticated algorithm for self-driving cars, and they've been involved in cybersecurity for years. So I don't think they're going to be that much, uh, that that far behind, frankly, launching their own product here. So uh, Google is a big player and has been working for years on this. And, and typically, uh, Google has been a company that's always been able to surprise the market with the sophistication of of the products that they launch, and and uh, I don't think this is going to be any different. This is a company I'm not aware of. I I don't know anything at all about Marvel Technology. Yeah, MRVL. Uh, they're an American company that manufactures networking chips that are used in data centers. And of course, to have the kind of data that you need for artificial intelligence you have to have a huge increase in the amount of data centers out there. And, of course, these guys specialize in those kind of networking chips. Uh, the stock is uh, is up 175% over the last five years, and it pays a dividend of 0.4%. And they've been doing uh, a lot of expanding, so they don't have earnings at the moment. Next year, they'll have some earnings. So at the moment, they don't have a P-E ratio because they don't have an E. But... Uh, Marvel is also a big player in data centers, which, of course, is the infrastructure needed to support AI. You know, I read a story just yesterday. I believe it was Ford Motor Company that's applying for a patent on some sort of new technology that's going to be built into their cars. It's a repossession technology. Have you have you heard about this? That if you get, yes. if you get behind on your loan, it'll send a warning to your car. You know, when you're driving, it'll come up on your screen and say, hey, you're behind on your payments. And if you ignore that it will either shut down the air conditioner or the heater, or it'll lock the car down and it'll use self-driving technologies to drive the car back to the bank. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I went, come on. <laughs> but I guess that's not a stretch, right? Not anymore. Yeah. So final word of warning here. What, 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 what would be your, your bottom line advice on this, Ron? Well, I mean... Uh... I think you can stick with some of the the, the 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 stocks in this area, but 
be ready for a lot of volatility. And let me just give you a, a story about Amazon. If you bought Amazon late in 1999 at the high point, you paid $100 for it. And this was roughly the time that Jeff Bezos made it to the cover of Time magazine. I think he was man of the year. And one year later, by the fall of 2001, the stock was down from 100 bucks to 6 bucks. It fell 94%. Wow. By 2010, in other words, nine years later, it was back up to $95, which is still $5 less than, than your you initial investment. Yeah. A decade before. And then over the next 10 years, it went from $100 to $3,300. So it can take some time before hype meets reality and the stock gets enough traction to start making money. And in the meantime, you can sit there for a very, very long time with five cents on the dollar being completely wiped out unless you've got the resources to be able to hang in there for the long term. So uh, just be careful. These things are enormously volatile. I mean, you look at the people that, that tell you, you know, you occasionally see on the news somebody that made a fortune on Amazon. Well, between 1999 and uh, 2000, literally, there was, or 1999, 2010, there's probably way more people that got completely wiped out than, than, than made a fortune on it. So just remember, this goes both ways. Okay, there you go, artificial intelligence. Thank you for the question, uh, one of our listeners. Again, if you have a suggestion like that or a question, you can reach us through our website, letsmakemoney.ca, or through our friends at cfcw.com, where the show is hosted. Uh, Ron Hebert is the financial coach, retired portfolio manager. I'm Gord Whitehead. We're back again next week with another edition of Making Money. We're going to take a look at a sector that, well, I don't know what to make of it anymore, Ron. I would be concerned were I an investor in the recreational vehicle industry right now. Yeah, and we're looking at this sector because uh, it's something that people can understand. It isn't some green slime in a test tube that only a PhD in biochemistry would have the comprehension of. People can build great portfolios by just staying with the boundaries of things that they know, they see, and they understand. And uh, so we typically try to go through different sectors of the economy and spend time on sectors people don't think much about, but are frankly huge in terms of the dollars uh, that get spent on them. All right. So we hope you can join us next week. Another edition of Making Money on behalf of Ron Hebert. I'm Gord Whitehead. Thanks for joining us. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.